This is the Victory Life Today podcast with Al and Angie Burke. Together, we'll learn how to stand in victory each and every day. Live life set ablaze by faith, filled with purpose. Live life above your circumstance. We're going to close up our series on wisdom today. Amen. I mean, I mean, there's there's a whole lot more we could talk about, but for now, we're go, we're going to end it with uh, being wise and being innocent. Do you think that you could be wise and be innocent at the same time? And you know, Jesus tells us that we could. So we're going to go over some scriptures and everything to to, to show you how you can be wise and shrewd and be on to something, but still be innocent. And harmless as doves, so. Yeah, I can explain that one. So let's go ahead. Um, In Matthew 10, Jesus was sending out his disciples to preach the word. He warned them of some things. He told them, if they do not, meaning people, if they do not receive your message, then shake the dust off your feet and move on. And that's important. What he was saying was, if these people don't receive your message, okay, and this, and we need to remember this when we're witnessing to people, uh, because you know we are not. When you witness to somebody, you are not responsible for their reaction. Now you want them to react the right way. You want them to receive the good news. You do. That's why you're speaking to them and ministering to them. But if they walk away and don't receive your message, that is not on you. It's okay? on them. That's on you. You're only responsible to give it and then pray for them. And that's it. That's right. And um, you might be, you're, giving, you're talking to them might be the answer to someone else's prayer. They might actually listen to you. But if they don't, it doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. It didn't, doesn't mean you failed. It doesn't mean you're not a good speaker. It doesn't mean you couldn't convey this right. You simply did the best you knew how to do with it. God can make that work. And he right. can change that in that person's mind what he's perceiving and God can change that right. for the good. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, yeah, I was preaching last night, and I miss. I forgot stuff. I forgot my punchline. I said, I don't believe this. <laughs> you worked so hard on that punchline. <laughs> I printed the whole thing. Oh, no. And um, <laughs> the thing is, God can put the punchline in their brain. Right, of course Even though can. I forgot. Oh, you know, we're, we're really hard on ourselves when we teach, and we really shouldn't be because we have to trust in the anointing. We don't have to feel good about, I mean, it's good if you do, but if not, you know, we don't, it's not always about how good we feel about what we presented. That's the word of God. And, and regardless, you know, those people are receiving power inside of them, you know, and God's doing his work. We don't always have to feel it. I don't know what they're hearing. I, and and we have to literally, people are hearing different things. Yeah, they are. And so if they're rejecting what they're hearing, doesn't mean anything to me. I'm putting out what I think God right. wants me to put out. You know, last night I was teaching on, like, live your life like a bulldozer. Stay stay on it. And I was talking about the things you need to do. And uh, do you ever see a bulldozer get stuck? And <clears throat> um, how to defeat the devil. And everybody at the end, all they could talk about was, yeah, I saw a bulldozer get stuck once. <laughs> and I said, you know, what they hear oh. and what I was saying, that was a non-issue of the point. I it know, just happened to I be the, uh, That's part cute. of it. That's so cute. <laughs> you can't control, let me explain this. You can't control what they hear. 
you put it out correctly, <laughs> you put it out loving them, hoping they'll hear something. <laughs> no. But um, now look, that could have been discouraging well, to you. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what I'm trying to say. Their yeah, well, reaction, yeah. all not this bad good, people, good information, right? and then the, all they remembered was a bulldozer got stuck. And I was like, "Well, why am I here?" But you know what? Who knows what they actually heard? It's true. We're, and they we're all, not and, making you know, fun of these know, people. They, we love. They are godly people, yeah, and they just and they love. loved it. And but they it's learned. true. Sometimes my mind goes to, "Yeah, I remember seeing that." And I'm missing the whole point of the message. You're missing, you know? and maybe God will use that. Maybe they're not missing the message. Right. Maybe God will use that as a memory point. Right. Right, that right, right, they'll right. remember, so they go, oh, yeah, yeah, I know what he was That's saying. That's very true, Al. The next time they see a tractor, they're going to remember what you told What I told them, and I told them, live your life with your foot all the way. Live your Christian life with your foot all the way down on the gas pedal, yeah. like you're driving a bulldozer with your yeah. wide open, as hard as it'll go, and never take your foot off. Wow. Did you know your giving can create prosperity for you? When you know, when you give into God's kingdom and you're pouring finances into this ministry right here, we will take that money and pay our bills and we can prosper and we can get the word of God out to more people throughout the whole world. We really are worldwide now. And you can be a part of this and you'll get part of the reward that we get and God will bless you financially. That's right, it's important to put your seed into good ground, and this Victory Life Ministries right. is certainly good ground. So we do encourage you to give to Victory Life Ministries. You could go to our website, victorylifeministries.org. We appreciate anything and everything that you could do. Just press that donate button and become a recurring partner or just a one-time giver. It doesn't matter, we appreciate anything. And you know, when you partner with us, you will be getting the same rewards as us, and that is true. That's right. So today, go to victorylifeministries.org. That's <laughs> what good. I was trying to say was sometimes the devil will stop you, yeah. even if you're a bulldozer and you'll be stuck. But eventually yeah. he's going to get tired and, and bounce away and because you'll begin to move him, again because right. you never let off the gas. And the point was regret. The second you let off the gas, you're in re right. regret. Right. And the devil will try to stop your life. And while he's trying to stop your bulldozer, he's going to be yelling at you every sin you ever did. Yes. That's what I was trying to get through to them, but yeah. they all I knew was, yeah, I knew I saw a bulldozer get stuck once. I was like, what's That's the matter? So cute. But here's the point: they'll remember the whole thing. Yes, God they will. will. God will change their thinking. God will show them things. You might be saying something to someone to witness to them, trying to help them, because you're being sent out as sheep among wolves, and they might seemingly, and I'll tell you something, seemingly reject you. But sometimes when they turn and walk away, they think about what you said. So don't worry about their reaction. Yeah, look don't at this scripture you said at Matthew 10, 16. It says, look, Jesus said, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Okay. And what this scripture is saying here is, look, look. The world, they're like a pack of wolves. They'll cut you down. They'll kill you. They'll suck every pain. The present political situation is doing that. They're just trying to take you down, and they're trying to depopulate the earth. They're like wolves, and they're attacking you. And, he's, what, and what God is saying is this. Be aware of what they're doing, but you don't do it. Right. You be aware of what the wolves are doing. Be on to them. Be, oh, I see what you guys are up to. But I'm not going to do the same thing back to you that you're doing to yeah. me. But you know where it says sheep in the midst of 
wolves. You have to think of that picture. Sheep, uh, they're helpless, helpless in the midst of wolves. So what does this actually mean? Would Jesus not equip us for this? Or just tell us, look, you're going to go into a pack of wolves, have fun? You don't know. <laughs> no, he has equipped us. We're not helpless. And we have the wisdom of God inside of right. us, like you said, to respond and act a certain right. way. Right. So it's telling us to be wise as serpents. Right. When those wolves are attacking you and you're the sheep, right? Theoretically, you have no defense, but we have the wisdom of God and That's we can right. respond with words and shut them down. That's exactly right. And we don't have not, to be wolves. Right. We don't have to be killing everybody, taking them out and doing all. We can just simply speak the word, speak the wisdom of God to them and it'll shut them down. Right. Right. They won't know what to say. You know, when it tells us to be wise as serpents, I know, uh, you know, the enemy, he is smart. Mm -hmm. He's crafty and he creates, uh, you know, schemes. He watches us to trick us, you know. And he sees our weaknesses and on and on and on. And he'll attack there when we're tired. He'll attack when we're weak. So, but when we're talking about a serpent right now, wise as serpents, actually we're giving credit to, uh, it, it, we're naming a good quality of the enemy. But just let me tell you something. The enemy has no good qualities. <laughs> okay. Uh, he's the father of lies. He hates, but he is shrewd and he is smart. And I'm not giving him credit for that. We are to have the wisdom of God because that will supersede anything he thinks he knows. Okay. So uh, when bringing others to Christ, you know, when I first got born again, I was so on fire. I, I couldn't believe what happened to me. I mean, I grew up Catholic all my life and that was okay. I went to church and I, I was that kind of a believer, but then I got filled with the Holy Spirit and I got turned on to the Lord. And, and, and within three months, I went, took a trip to New York and I had my whole family sit down in the living room. My mother, my father, my sister, my brother, their husband, wives, whatever. And I started reaming them out. Now I'm only three months into this, telling them how their religion is wrong, how they have to be born again, having the Bible in my hand going, this is what you have to live by. And I'm, I even couldn't believe I was doing it myself, but I was doing it in, I was saying the right things in the wrong spirit at the wrong time. Okay. And they did not receive it. Now, Granted, it could have been done in more love than condemnation. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anything back then. I just knew I found truth and I wanted them to know it. But it was more like a condemning spirit. I, I didn't know how to present the gospel. I just didn't know. Okay, so give me that. But that was completely unwise. Mm -hmm. Completely unwise. And it shut them down for years. They thought I was involved in a cult. They thought, well, maybe something's wrong with me. She left the Catholic religion. Um, and they didn't, they didn't receive it. So, you know, I was not being wise as a serpent. Okay, that's what that means. I didn't even think there was, there was any other way to present it. It never occurred to me to pray rather than accuse. And that's what God told me. He said, look. I said, Lord, they didn't receive it. I was like, so oh, surprised. Yeah, yeah. How could they not receive the truth, you know? And he said, look, from now on, don't talk to them about me. Talk to me about them. And so I started praying for them. And it was like 10 years later, but not because of me, okay? It's because they came to me. They all got saved in one week. They all got baptized. 
that water baptized, baptized in the spirit and spoken tongues. But it happened. It happened. So that wasn't wise to do that that way. Okay. So it tells us to be wise as serpents. You so know, what is, you yeah, know, but it, it, talking about that story, I had a similar situation when I first got saved and born again, and I found the truth. And this was so good when I was trying to do what you were doing. I was telling people about Christ and about the goodness of God and what I had found. And they, they rejected it. They didn't reject me. Family or, or friends? Uh, yeah, family, okay. a, a little distant, bit more distant okay. family. And they didn't reject me. They just, they rejected the message completely. And they rebutted everything I said. And you know what? We're talking about, one of the things we're talking about here is wisdom, getting wisdom and how to operate. And I said to myself, you know what, Lord? I am going to study this word. And I'm going to have the answers for the next guy that comes down the turnpike and starts rebutting this thing. I'm going to answer him in such a way that he's just left speechless. Jesus did that to everybody. He did. The way he answered them, they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't do anything with it. And it did take me years, but <clears throat> I what I did was I said, this isn't going to happen anymore to me. I'm going to take, I'm going to show them what the scripture really says, because I need to know. I didn't know enough. Right. So if you're witnessing to Christ, uh, to witnessing about Christ to someone, and they start with the rebuttals and they start beating on you, it's not the end of the world. Just let them say what they want to say. You say what you need to say and go on and go home and Remember what little bit you got in there that was right. It's weighing on their mind. You go home, you pray for them that what they did receive, the Holy Spirit would bring it down on them like a hammer or would influence them strongly. Yeah. And go home and learn. And learn. Learn how to properly properly witness to someone. Not doing what you did. Right. You know, right. if you start beating somebody over the head with a Bible, they're just going to start punching you in the stomach. So what you need to do is skillfully, right? <clears throat> what is the wolves? What do they do? Wise is a serpent. You need, you need to be wise. You know how to do this properly, but you're doing it, loving them right. like that sheep. That was the problem. You're not trying to kill them. You're not trying to take them out. You're wise and aware of them and their schemes, but you're just in loving, you're loving them, giving them the gospel and go home. That's what you're going right. to do. So being wise as serpent also means this. We need to be on guard all the time of the enemy's attempts. There you go. We've got to recognize his tricks. We've got to know who he is and what he does. And it's the if you are able to identify your enemy, then you know how to fight. Then you can fight him. If you don't know the enemy's bringing sickness on you, or stealing all your money, or whatever. You, you. What, what fight is there? Well, who are you going to fight? A lot of people, unfortunately, fight God. And 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 if we don't know who our enemy is, we're just going to be sitting there, like, sitting ducks. So this entire passage is talking about actually what this entire passage is talking about is persecution. Like we're just being persecuted for giving out the word. So Jesus goes on to tell them how they're going to be persecuted, but. I want to read something to you from a website uh, regarding this scripture, being wise as serpents and innocent as doves. This is from gotquestions.org. Okay? We are to go out 
clothed with grace, mercy, kindness, and humility. The four things I did not have when I spoke to my family, okay? Innocent as doves, but also with wisdom, truth, and integrity. Well, I had truth. I was mm-hmm. giving truth, but I had no wisdom. And really, I didn't have long, I wasn't, I wasn't a Christian long enough to walk in integrity. I mean, I, you know I couldn't say. Is. Right. But also with wisdom, truth, and integrity, wise as serpents. We keep our attitude and actions pure and harmless and our eyes wide open. See how that's what she was saying. Don't do what they do. You know? Right. They don't. Don't do what they do. In other words, they're going to be like wolves. They're going to do all of these. things. You don't do them. You just live like sheep. You're not going to go there. And I want to tell you something else. Very true with what you're saying. When you live this way, you don't realize how powerful your words are. When you have the integrity. You know, I was preaching last night and I said to those guys, I said, now, I want you to understand if I'm not living this life behind the scenes, you're going to see right through me. You're going to know right away. That's why I need to be the sheep. It makes me powerful. It makes my words powerful when I operate as sheep. Even though I'm on to you and I'm on to what you're doing and I see it and it's like, this is a no-brainer. I know what you, but I won't do those things. But when I live the way God wants me to live in integrity and in honesty and in decency and uh, doing the right thing no matter what, doing the right thing when nobody sees it, my words become so powerful. Your words will be very powerful when you do this. And I told those guys last night, I said, and they were like blown away. I mean, in the end, they were clapping. They were like, you took us out only because I'm living this behind the scenes. Because what I said was just a simple gospel message. Right. You know, uh, it was about regret. You know, you just talked about you're going to be a sitting duck. If you're full of regret, you're going to be a sitting duck for the enemy. Oh, absolutely. And I was talking about that. Here's the thing. I remember years ago going to a church where the pastor was preaching, and I was like, it was getting hit hit with a knife. It was getting beat on. It was hurtful. And I was like, what is going on? He spoke biblical truth. Everything he said, Bible was right. And I said to the Lord, why is this so awful? It is awful. And the Lord said, because he doesn't believe it and he doesn't live it behind the scenes. So you're seeing right through him. That's right. That's right. So you don't have to be the brightest spark in the room. You just got to be sheep. You you got to be, and God will make the rest of it work for you when you do speak. Wisdom will come to you. Words will come to you while you're speaking. I remember preaching and half the time that what I said, I never heard it before. I would literally stop preaching and write it down. Right. I, I had a piece of paper and a pen because I knew God was going to hit me. Just be sheep. And the rest takes care of itself. This continuing from the got questions. We keep our attitude and actions pure and harmless. Oh, wow. Okay. And our eyes wide open at the same time. You know, alert and of sober mind because our enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone who who he could devour, which is in 1 Peter 5, 8. And then he goes on to say this, sheep are defenseless animals. Unless they stay near the shepherd, these animals have no hope of surviving against a pack of wolves. Wow. But they're, right. the wolves will, are afraid of the shepherd. It, they, yeah. they won't, once they see the shepherd... They'll just just move on. But the caution to be like sheep 
Admits the Wolves is relevant to believers in every age who must live as Christ's ambassadors in a dark and unreceptive world. Without our shepherd, we are defenseless and in danger. But with Jesus, we are promised protection and peace. You know, I, awesome. I used to say, Lord, Lord, what are you doing to me? I said, <laughs> the devil's been around for thousands and thousands of years. He already has a protocol on how he's going to take me down. He already knows what he's doing. He has thousands of years of experience of destroying people. I don't have that. All I got is maybe at the time, five, eight, ten years of learning the scripture. And you know what the Lord said to me? Yeah, that's that very true. But you have the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have the angels and you have and you will receive the wisdom of God if you ask for it. And that wisdom will supersede his thousands of years of stupidity. That's right. That's right. That's right. And if we're sheep, just what you said, if we as sheep operate as we have a protect, we have a shepherd. And he's giving us wisdom and understanding and we can defeat this wolf who's way more powerful, you could say the wolves are way more powerful than sheep. Of course, we become more powerful than them in Christ. But the point being is we're so protected and we get wisdom from God when we need it. But, you know, this was all talking about persecution. And the reason why I say this is because we do things living as sheep because we are in this, I call this like a box uh, frame, the kingdom of God. Okay, we live here. They don't get us. No. So when we operate in love to someone that doesn't deserve it because we're in the kingdom of God, they want to hate the same person that we love on purpose. And I'm not saying it's easy to love. I'm just giving you an example, the unlovable. But nonetheless, we do it because we're in this box. The wolves don't get it. And that's where the persecution comes. You're the bad guy. You're not yep. helping us out. Uh, what's the matter with you? Can't and, you just lie a little? And I am receiving such persecution for that exact thing. But they will never get it as long as they're outside the kingdom of God. Let me just say this. They're saved. They're going to heaven. Those people are Christians. They're not necessarily unbelievers. But when you're in the kingdom of God, it means you've been born of the Spirit. It means you have the Holy Spirit penetrating through your life, and you live through the Spirit within you. They're missing that. They'll go to heaven, but they're missing that. Okay? And they cannot see because the Word of God says, you, you must be born again in order to see the kingdom, in order to understand it, in order to operate in it, which they don't know how to do. So that's where the persecution comes in. Yeah. And it's not fun. And, you know, to be uh, like sheep, in other words, they can and will lie their way out of a situation. But if you really want to be a har- as harmless as a dove, you're not going to be a liar. You're going to operate in that framework. And I'm right. not a liar. And that's what gets you in trouble. All you need is a couple little lies and you're out. Right, right. And because you right. won't lie, you're the cog in the wheel that screws it all up. Right. Everybody lies 20%, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they they operate in, say, 80% truth, 20% lies to make it work. Mm-hmm. And you won't do that. Mm-hmm. And they're mad at you because you're the sheep that just says, no, I'm doing this God's way and you're going to get in trouble. But I'm wise. I know why they're acting that way. Yeah. 
you know, and I'm wise to the enemy's temptations trying to bring to me to get out of this box and operate like the world, I won't do it. Jesus was wise. He knew his audience. Al, he knew them. He knew who he was talking to. You've got to know your enemy. He knew what they were asking him and why they were asking him. And it was mostly just to set him up yep. to fail. He, or, he was already on them. Paul was already on to it. He, was, he knew his rights as a Roman citizen. He was on to those who were trying to get rid of him. Paul, we've got to be wise as serpents and innocent as doves just in everyday life, regular everyday life. Give an example, Al. Somebody comes up to you, uh, gossips about somebody else. Right then and there, you need to recognize that that's the enemy setting you up to join in. To jump into the, go the gossip. To join in. And to trash people. Now, I do sometimes have to understand what people are doing, and I, and I need to hear what. But you don't want it, to. It's a hard attitude that's wrong of I want to trash this person. Right, exactly. They want to tear the person down. That's exactly right. And he wants you, the devil wants you to judge the other person so that people will judge you. Because it says, don't judge or you're going to be judged. So, you know, the enemy wants, wants to get in here and he doesn't want you to act innocent as doves. But we can do it. Listen, you know, we think, how could I possibly do that? How could I possibly do that? I can't do it. You have got the Holy Spirit of God living inside of you. The empowerment of the Holy Spirit to be able to walk away from gossip or say, I don't want any part of that. I don't care. They'll look at you and they'll say, oh, you so high and mighty. No, but I serve a high and mighty God. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for new episodes each week. You can help us by rating the show or by simply sharing this episode with your friends. Learn more about us and find tons of resources that will help you grow your faith at victorylifeministries.org.